Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 69 of the Photography Q&A podcast. So a few nights ago I was sorting through my photography stuff and I came to the realisation that I buy things, use them once and forget that I have them. I'm not talking about lenses or anything super expensive, just filters, cleaning kits, a memory card case full of unused cards, that kind of thing. And when I expand it out to general electronics, it really does get out of hand quickly. Anyway, I was listening to Pat Flynn after sorting my stuff out. He does the podcast called Smart Passive Income. He helps people build online businesses. It's an excellent podcast. You should give it a listen. I'll put a link in the show notes. This week, he was talking about my problem, buying stuff you don't need. And that got me thinking about the website and the podcast as well. So the reason for my website, 50millimeterframework.com, and this podcast was to help people that are just starting out. The aim was to give a step-by-step way to shoot in manual mode, start a business, and keep it as inexpensive as possible, helping photographers get started without spending crazy amounts of money on stuff they don't need. So if you're looking to start your own photography side hustle, your little part-time business making good money, I'm going to take you through how to keep all your costs down and what to buy. I am not going to cover how to shoot in manual mode as we've covered that in past episodes. If you're looking to start a photography side hustle, you want it to be profitable. It's no good spending $25,000 on photo equipment when you don't know what you need yet. So let's go through what equipment you need to get started. Remember, this is about starting out as cheaply as possible and making a profit as soon as you can. So let's start with the camera body. Now, if you already own a DSLR or a mirrorless body, then you're good to go. You don't need to worry about this one too much. But if you don't already have one and you're thinking about buying one, consider buying a body separately. Don't buy a camera with an 18 to 55 zoom lens. The ideal way is to buy a body and a lens separately. The 18 to 55 is an entry level kit lens and it's not what you need for shooting professionally. You'll be able to get nice pictures with it, I do not doubt that. I have one myself that's got a big pile of dust on it, but it will not give you the tack-sharp images that you need if you're going to be selling professionally. Now, for your first camera body, I would suggest buying used from a reputable dealer, dealers like B&H, Adorama, KEH down in America. Here in Canada, Henry's sells good quality used equipment, I don't know much about other countries, not even England. The only one I can remember from there was Jessup's. But I'm sure there are used equipment dealers. Now, these dealers use a grading system for all the equipment that they sell. So you need to learn their system before you buy. You want to avoid low-grade equipment and buy the best body you can on your budget. Just a heads up, Canon is the most prolific brand out there by quite a bit. And there's way more used Canon equipment out there. Not only is there more of it, but it's also a lot cheaper. Choosing Sony, even though it's an excellent brand and they make fantastic equipment, the camera bodies are crazy good. It's going to cost you a lot more when you're getting started and you're going to have a lot less to choose from. So Canon, if you're starting out, is probably your best bet. Unless you've got the money and it doesn't matter, but you're trying to make a profit as quickly as possible. Anyway. Now, knowing which camera model to buy is really complicated. It can be complicated. I'll use Canon here as an example. They sell three levels of camera. 
Now you've got your entry-level cameras like your XTs, your uh, T1, T6Is, T8, those kind of things. Those are entry-level. Then you've got the semi-pro advanced amateur level, which are like the 90D, the 80D, 60D, the 6D, the 7D. Uh, what else we got in those? No, that covers about everything in that section. Then you've got the professional section, which is the 5D, which is a fantastic camera. And then the top of the range is the 1D. And it is, it's complicated, but once you get to know the models, it's, it's not too bad. Now, in my opinion, it's better to buy a four-year-old semi-pro advanced amateur, like middle-of-the-range body, than a two-year-old entry-level one. The build is going to be much better. Usually, it'll have a magnesium case, a magnesium body, where the entry-level ones will be like a high-impact plastic. The sensor, the autofocus, in fact, everything is going to be a lot more advanced than the entry-level ones. They put the bare minimum in the entry-level cameras. And another little heads up here, don't buy privately. Like, if it's your Uncle Bob and he's got a nice camera there, and you look it up and it's quite a good one, and he's giving you a deal, buy it. But if you're buying through classifieds and there's a problem, you've got no guarantee and you are going to be stuck with it. And if you bought from somewhere like KEH, that's the letters K, E, and H, if you buy from them, I think they give a 180-day guarantee. So you can use it for a few months and then send it back if you want. So next, we've got lenses. Now, there are, there are so many lenses out there. It can be really confusing if you've got to choose the right one. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, I'm sure you've heard me rant on about the 50mm 1.8 lens, which is why my website is called the 50mm Framework. So I'm I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I just checked out keh.com. Their website has tons of different lenses on there, and you can pick up a Canon 50mm STM lens. It's got a quiet motor on it, so you can do videos with it as well. The f1.8 version and it is slightly over $100. There isn't anything out there that can compare to that kind of money. $100 for a lens, and you look at the price of lenses, to get professional images, and it'll shoot at f1.8, it is an incredible buy. Not only does it let you capture really sharp images, tack sharp images, and you're going to be able to shoot in a low light, but it'll also let you make a profit pretty much straight away if it's only costing you 100 bucks and you've already got a camera body and you go out and you shoot a portrait session for someone yeah you're going to do a few free just to get your standard up but you do your first portrait session and you sell them a print or even if you just give them the files and you charge 100 bucks it's just paid for your lens it's it's a no-brainer you're going to be in profit pretty much straight away okay rant is over now, next is the other equipment you're going to use. You're going to need memory cards. Having only one card is not good enough. You're going to need minimum three 16-gig cards. You're not going to fill a 16-gig card if you're just doing a family portrait session or even a wedding. You're not going to fill a 16-gig card. But they do fail all the time. You're going to have to have a backup. So you need your one in your camera and you're going to have a backup. And if that one in the camera fails... You're going to pull your your backup out and pop that in, knowing that you've still got a backup for that one in your bag or your pocket or wherever you're keeping it. Just remember, you are being hired to capture someone's memories. Don't screw it up. Be professional. So by having another card available straight away to just pop in, 
it's going to save the day. Another thing you need. Now this is after you've earned a few dollars and you've got a few bucks in your bank account. You're going to need to buy a second camera body. For exactly the same reason that I just mentioned, you're being hired to capture someone's memories. You don't want to screw it up. In the middle of a wedding, your camera body dies. You want to have another one that you can just pull out, stick your lens on and get on with it. You don't want to say, I'm sorry, I can't continue. I have got a broken camera. If you get out of there alive, I'd be amazed. So an extra camera body. Ideally, which is what I did, I went out and I bought a used version of my camera at the time, which was, a, I think it was a Canon 30D. The reason I bought the same model, I didn't want to be fiddling around trying to remember where the settings were, the dials were, because after a while, everything becomes automatic. And if you're changing camera models, it gets a little bit more difficult. In an environment where it's quite stressful, something like a wedding, and your camera fails, you don't want to be fiddling around with your... You want to be thinking about light and posing people rather than where the heck's the dial for the ISO. So try and get the same model if you can. If you just need a backup just for a short time before you upgrade all your cameras, buy an entry-level one just in case. Another thing you're going to need, for exactly the same reason as I just mentioned again, is batteries. Buy another couple of batteries. You'll need one for the camera and a couple of spares because you, if it's a long day, you will go through them, especially if you shoot Sony. When you're shooting portraits, you're going to need to control shadows, which isn't easy if you're out in full daylight. To take control, you can use a flash, either on your camera or off camera. They are way easier to use than most people think, and it'll give you beautiful results. And a flash, a speed light flash, is going to cost you somewhere between 50 and 100 bucks, and it'll get you a good quality one at that. So a flash is something, maybe not straight away, but think about it as one of your first upgrades. Another option to use instead of a flash is a reflector. Now, they allow you to bounce light around, bounce sunlight, or even off a flash you can use them. And they allow you to put a, this white or gold or silver, whichever one you're going to use. Generally outside, I'd use white, white or silver. If it's dim, silver. If it's just full sunlight, use the white. And you're going to use it on the side of your subjects where there's shadows. And it will allow the light to bounce off the reflector onto the subject's face and light up the shadowed area so that you don't have half the face in darkness. Now these cost, I guess, around 30 bucks-ish, depending. You can get five-in-one kits, you can get single ones, it depends. But I'm, I'm going to put a price of about $30 on that. The last piece of equipment I'm going to mention is a lens cleaning kit. I can't believe how many people I see with filthy lenses. You just like you see a photographer go by and you can just see the you can see the fingerprints on it. It's so bad. Clean your lens before every shoot. Quick spray with some alcohol and a quick wipe with a lens cloth and you're good to go. They cost five to ten dollars. So that's just something you really should have. Now next, after all the equipment, we've got computer and software. Now, most people do have a computer, a laptop or a, a desktop, and you need it because processing your images is pretty much 50% of your new side hustle, your new business. You're going to spend pretty much the same amount of time editing the images as you did at the photo shoot. Any computer is going to do while you're starting out. Later on, buy a fast one with a bigger screen. Don't think you can edit them on a phone. You're going to... It, it's too small a screen. You need to be able to see the images at 100% on a decent-sized screen. Anyway, yeah, you do need 
to be able to get them on a big screen. I've heard people talk about doing them on a, editing images on a on an iPad, and I, I still don't see it on that. I would have real trouble. You need to be using a mouse or this so intricate when you're editing images. You really do need to see it as big as possible. Now, for software, there are lots of free programs, and there are just as many paid programs out there. I personally use Adobe Photoshop and Lightroom. It costs me about $10 US a month. I think they call it the photographer's package or something like that. Whichever you choose, it needs to be able to edit raw files. And that is because you're not going to be capturing JPEGs anymore. If you're going to shoot professionally, do not shoot JPEGs. Yes, it's quicker, but you're letting the camera edit your photos and put them in a single layer. All the data is in a single layer where a raw file is multiple, multiple layers and all the information from the photo is there. And it allows you to change colors, pull shadows out. You can do anything with a RAW file and you will save so many pictures just because you shoot in RAW. The quality of your image is going to be more professional when you take them and edit them in RAW. They just pop. Where JPEGs, they look all right on a small screen, but when you get them really big, yeah, no. Just because you're shooting in RAW doesn't mean that the final product is RAW. The final product is still a JPEG, but the quality of the JPEG is much higher because you've done all your editing in the RAW file. You can pull, like I say, you can pull anything out and save anything. If you're uncertain about equipment, computers, uh, your software choices, what equipment you need to buy, you can ask me questions in the Facebook group or message me directly, email me through the website, and I'm more than willing to help you. Don't think that you're putting me out because I enjoy doing it, so just ask away. Now, I'm considering a change to the podcast and the website. It's more of an alignment. They don't really go together that well. Well, they don't go together at all, really, and I'm thinking about changing it up a little bit. So I'll talk more about it next week. Anyway, I hope you found this episode useful. I'll be back next week with more Waffle. Bye for now.